We got barbecue shrimp, fried shrimp, boiled shrimp, shrimp kebab, lemon shrimp, garlic parmesan shrimp, shrimp salad. Now you look like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Hey, in West Philadelphia, born and raised. On the playground is where I spend most of my day. Go, go, yeah. NOCC, what does that mean to you? really dive into this and I thought it was extremely special uh, that we were going to actually get the opportunity to speak to a survivor. Anyway, yeah. it's getting hot in here. It is hot in here. Ooh, okay, maybe like a, um, I don't know, dude, maybe like a koala bear mixed with a sloth Whoa. or something. <laughs> get Tom Cruise in there and all of a sudden. In three, two, one, welcome to Midwest Mayhem. He is Jack Christensen. What's up, y'all? I am Tron Smith. I'm telling you, man, we've had a lot of special guests on this show. Man, we're going, we're taking this thing to a whole nother level. It's a big right? day. We're, we're going through, a, and I'm not, I'm not going to spill the beans here, right? I'm going to wait yes. and I'm going to let these like special it. guests come in and, and do what they do and be great. But here's what we got to do before we do that, right? I mean, because if we get down this thing and we don't think some very important people, we're all going to be in trouble. <laughs> well, actually, you're going to be in trouble. I'm always I'm gonna the be one fine. in trouble. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm going to blame it all on you. You and Riley, <laughs> both of you guys are going to be done, right? So uh, as we get through this, we always want to thank Wilson Toyota. Uh, 2212 South Delphi Avenue, just a short drive from anywhere in the metro. And I'm telling you, if you want to be treated right, and that's the big thing about when you buy a car, man, you can buy a car wherever you want. What's the difference, right? The difference is, man, how are you going to be treated? So if you want a guaranteed good customer service, 2212 South Duff Avenue, Wilson Toyota, our proud sponsor. And we're always doing something, right? I'm always saying, dude, we we're are doing, doing something. something. We're always Constantly. in the community. If you want to check us out, and you think I know this by now, right? I would think you would, yes. <laughs> if you want to check us out on Instagram <laughs> or Twitter, we're at Wilson of Ames. And at Facebook and TikTok, if that's your thing, we're at Wilson Toyota of Ames. And, of course, if you want to get down with the get down and roll with the big dog, <laughs> you can always hit me up on Twitter. That's at BigStrong. Two G's when you're as big as I am, and at Big Strong One on that Insta chat, right? Hey, I'm just saying, man, you got to holler at your boy, right? I That's know, what we but do. You, I hear it so much. I mean, we're on the Gulf Coast the other day, and you're like, get down with the big dog. Hey, get down with the big dog. But listen, <laughs> I got some some special guests that want to get down with the big dog, so I'm gonna have let's to, do it. I'm gonna have to throw you off. Let's here right? we go again, so everyone. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to tie this hat and your tie yes. into this podcast. Get it? Let's and the do only it. way I can do that. Is to throw you is off. To, is, to, is to kick me out. So uh, I'll be back. So get out of here. Right? We got some special guests. We'll get in here. We have Shauna Swartz coming in. And, and it's just an extremely special guest. And I have been studying. Shauna, how are you? I'm good. Right? Uh, I have been studying some, some, some of this deal. And I just want to say something. To most people, if I was to say, what is NOCC? I would say most people, probably even in my organization, has no clue what that means. We want to change that today. We want to make sure that everybody understands what this organization is and what they do and what part you play. So what I'm going to say to you is, NOCC, what does that mean to you? It means that we're here to support survivors who are going through an ovarian cancer journey, uh, not only here in Iowa, but across the entire nation. And we are just so thrilled to be here because Wilson has decided to partner with us. Yeah, and that's that's a great thing. So NOCC, National Ovarian Cancer Coalition, and, and if I read this right, I've been reading your, your information, and I'm going to apologize to you. I, you know, not that we don't care, not that we're not a part of, but until someone brings it to your attention, things like this have a tendency to go unheard of and unspoken of. So I'm glad that, that you, you folks are here and we're having this conversation, but it sounds like this started way back in 1991. 
Yeah, the organization has been around for a long time. And it's funny that you mentioned that if we don't bring it to your attention, you're not going to know because there is no preventative screening for ovarian cancer. Um, it's known as a, a silent killer. Wow. That's, you know, it's, it's funny. You, it's like you were reading my notes because that was one of my things that I wanted to ask you about. Um, you know, what, what is the, you know, when we talk about awareness and things like that, how important is it? And is there any kind of aware? I mean, is there any risk? I mean, do, is there any symptoms or is this just something that, that uh, someone would have to be checked to make sure that they're. Yeah. Unfortunately there's no pre-screening, so there's no check. Women just have to be their own advocates and aware of the signs and symptoms, bloating, abdominal pain, feeling full frequently, um, and really just have to advocate for themselves and be asking those questions at the doctor's offices. Wow. Wow. So um, here's the thing that I thought was really cool about NOCC. I think when you have a lot of things and you see it, they, they have a tendency to support the patient extremely high. But as I read into the NOCC and how they do, they support everybody, the families, people that are, I mean, I just think that was cool. Was that something that was always important for you guys to say, not just the patient, we want to, we want to make sure everyone around them is also being supported as well? Absolutely. The survivor's care team is really extended beyond their doctors. It's their families, their loved ones, their friends, their coworkers. And the NOCC wants to be able to provide programs and services that support the entire unit to really encompass that healing um, and, and everything that that cancer survivor is going to need on their journey. And I've studied this thing. See, me, I'm, I'm usually, I don't look into anything. They'll tell you, I like to just learn the day of, I'm better. But for some, I really wanted to dive into this and, and to find out that this is like everywhere. I mean, this is all 50 states. You guys have different regions. I mean, this is, this is, this is awesome. I had no idea. I mean, again, I got to apologize again. Not that I don't care. I mean, I, I, I think this is unbelievable, man. All 50 states uh, are part of this thing. And I think that's just awesome that the NOCC is there to support people and what they do. Um, so tell me about this. I, I, I can keep you here all, all day, but I won't do that. Um, if, I, if I was to say, Shauna, together in teal, what would that mean to you? Together in teal is a outward symbol of our inward feeling of always wanting to be together with our teal sisters. Awesome. Awesome. So I, and I'm going to say this right here. So on September 30th, right? Am I reading this right? September 30th. September 30th. We're Raccoon gonna, River Park, West Des Moines. Yeah, yeah. Be there at nine o'clock. Be there at nine o'clock. You guys hear this? Register today. And be there. Togetherinteal.donordrive.com. There, there, can you give it to them one more time? Togetherinteal.donordrive.com. Register. Awesome. It's free. Everybody's welcome. We just want to make an impact and be there for our survivors together in Teal. Perfect. Perfect. And that's, so I got one more question for you because I think it's an important question uh, as an organization, a company, as an individual. If my company or me as an individual wants to get involved, wants to be a part of, wants to donate, wants to come out, uh, maybe we want to come out and help you guys do some work, whatever the case may be, how would someone or some company do that? Sure. You can contact me directly, email it's S Swartz, S S double S is kind of like the double G S S W A R T Z at ovarian.org is my direct email, or you can look us up online at ovarian.org. hundred percent. We will get that posted as well. Shauna, I appreciate you and everything that you're doing. I appreciate, I, I just think it's awesome. Uh, NOCC, I will tell you, uh, we're, we'll, we'll be there. We'll I know we're looking forward to it. You know, we'll show up. They don't get me to a lot of things, right? I usually say no, but I'm saying yes to this one. 
So we'll be there. I'll make sure Chad's there because he won't want to be there. I'll make him, right, because I'm bigger than he is. <laughs> and we'll show up. We definitely want to be a part of So I appreciate you coming on and doing that. And I got another special guest I'm going to speak to. So I'm not going to kick you off. I'm just going to ask you to slide to the side. Thank you Sound so much. Good? Yes. <laughs> a very special guest with us today, Dina Raber. How are you? I'm fabulous. So I, I had the opportunity to really, really dive into this, and I thought it was extremely special uh, that we were going to actually get the opportunity to speak to a survivor. So I, I appreciate you being here. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, can you just can you share a little of your story for, for me and, and everyone else uh, here at Midwest Mayhem? Okay. Um, this July, I will actually be a 15-year cancer survivor. I was first diagnosed in 2008. Um, then I recurred in 2011, and then again in 2018. So I've had kind of a long journey with this beast of cancer. And my first walk with the NOCC was in 2009. Oh, wow. So, and it was held at Gray's Lake then. And the next year they switched, I believe, to Raccoon River. So I was did a lot of uh, fundraising on my own, getting large teams together. Um, I had a great support from family and friends and coworkers and it really brings this sense of sisterhood and community to you know this this experience you're having so it really helps and you know i keep hearing the same word over and over and this is where i think the the nocc really really plays a part the support is going to be important um, through this and just you know a lot of people have family some people don't have family so to have uh, that sisterhood uh, of a big group coming in and saying that and I asked you know when I had Sean on earlier I asked her the same question um, and I'm kind of and maybe I get the same answer that's fine maybe we'll get something different but my biggest thing was you know um, early awareness you know uh, what what should what should ladies be doing to you know if you feel this way or maybe you don't feel this way what you, should they do? You really have to be in tune to your body and listen. Um, that's so important. I struggled with severe abdominal pain and landed in the emergency room on multiple occasions and still was not diagnosed. You know, there is no test they can give you that, that tells you you have ovarian cancer. And even after my hysterectomy, that was when I found out that I had cancer. So there's no pap smear that detects ovarian cancer. There's, you know, really nothing they can do to tell you before you have a surgery or, you know, anything like that that will indicate that you have this disease. So, well, just from hearing the, the answer you gave me and the answer that Shauna gave me, I, I can tell you, um, you know, early, be early and be active. Uh, as a woman, make sure that you're checking if, if something doesn't seem right or something doesn't feel right. Make sure that you, you, you think, hey, let's go find out. And I think it's got to be a scary situation uh, for a lot of people. So that's where I think the NOCC comes in uh, to go out there and, and hopefully more ladies go out and they support whether you feel like you have or you don't have or you're a survivor or not. Uh, I think it's probably important that more women get out and uh, maybe they can they can get those again non-symptoms but man if I feel weird I want to do that and get out there. Um, so how did the NOCC support you and your family when you were uh, going through? It basically was the sisterhood and getting to meet other cancer survivors and being able to share stories. And when I was first diagnosed, I was just overwhelmed because I had no idea what ovarian cancer really was. So being able to congregate with these other women and get the information about, you know, gosh, all these symptoms that I had that I had overlooked before I was diagnosed. And so it's just a really great 
organization to give you that, you know, those extra educational type things that help you as a female. And along the walk, they will have signs that say, you know, give you some of the um, signs like bloating or abdominal pain. And some of my friends would walk with me and be say, did you have that? Did you experience that? And I mean, we they don't know. People don't know. So women really have to pay attention and listen to their bodies and be adamant with doctors and, you know, yeah. just... Be active, be early. Yes, right? exactly. Be active, be early. It's well, so important. Congratulations to you. Thank um, you. And thank you, thank you, thank you for sharing. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak to all my men out there, uh, whether you be a husband or a son or a brother, whatever the case may be encourage the women in your life if they feel different if it's not right to go out there and i'll tell you if you're not busy it's september 30th you show up i would love to see a lot of guys out there uh, getting it because i tell you the more you know the more aware you can be the more active you can be in things so i appreciate you for coming in and sharing your story and i appreciate shauna for coming in here and giving us the opportunity and man i appreciate the nocc for being there so september 30th we'll be there it'll be nocc and wilson toyota and uh, we'll hang out so Thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, hey, we'll go uh, together and teal. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> you told me a pretty interesting story. You want to share that with the folks? I can share it, actually. So uh, ovarian cancer actually affected uh, my family. And the when the, when the ladies were talking about not having uh, signs or or to people not going to get themselves checked out, right? Ladies going and, and just taking kind of a proactive approach when they don't feel right. So my grandma, who was, I, I always called her like the queen, you the know, glue. The, the, she was the glue that held the family together. Good, good word there. And uh, she was 100 pounds dripping wet, you know, but she controlled the room and she controlled the family. She was awesome. Well, anyway, we had a situation where by the time she went to the doctor, uh, it was over. They gave her months to live and it ended up being ovarian cancer and, and uh, you know, she didn't make it. But it's as I was sitting here listening to the ladies speak, I was just like the symptoms that they were saying is symptoms that my grandma was going through. They were all there. The bloating in the stomach and the pains and the lack of appetite and and the uh, inability to want to do anything. Yeah. You know? So, you know, it just, it really got to thank those ladies uh, for coming on because even for me, it's like, man, you think about um, just some of the things they were saying and it's like, man, you know, I hear my wife say, you know, you know, she feels this way or she feels that way. And, you know, I'm not a worry person. I don't worry, but right. I, I like, I like to be preventative. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm the kind of guy, I'm the last guy to go to the hospital, but I'm the first guy to make you go kind of a deal. Right. So I really, really appreciate it. And, you know, you think about with your grandma, man, if we'd have just had, uh, if we'd have just known about the NOCC. If there would have been organizations or, or support groups around that, that people had the ability to reach out to. Yeah. Awareness. Awareness, you know, right? And yeah, and you so. know this happened a long time ago, but still to think that that uh, she didn't have any anything around her yeah. um, for support except for family. And when they brought up the family thing too, how much it affected the family. And this goes to all of you out there. If you have the ability to go and and get the support for the family as well as uh, for the uh, for the person who is surviving, the family pretty much fell apart after she, she you know, she passed. Yeah. They, uh, she was the glue and everyone kind of went their own directions afterwards. So it was, it affected not only her, but all of us. 
So, you know, I tell you, man, be a part of um, September 30th. Make sure if you're available, come out, hang out with us again. I can't thank uh, Shauna Schwartz and Dina Raber enough for coming in and, and Dina sharing her story, which was extremely awesome. And thank you, Chad, for sharing your story. So I'm calling out everybody. If you're available, September 30th, I'm pretty sure it's Raccoon River. Hey, and I will there. tell them if they show up. There might be a sight to see of something that Chad's going to do. I'm oh, just wow. saying. Oh, uh, the last podcast, I was talking about uh, Accelerate and being yes. in Texas and what Toyota. And we talked about the four pillars of Toyota uh, with that, uh, you know, um, inclusivity, Kaizen, Genshi Genbutsu, and together, uh, you know, people thinking of people together. Correct. I'll, I'll say that correctly. But So I gave yes. you a little homework. Well, let me start off by saying before we get into it that – Doing a little bit of the research and reading about us as a company, it makes total sense of why we're successful. Yeah. Doesn't it? So it, it, it just took me four years to figure it out. Wow, man. I Sorry, tell you, man. Hey, some people learn faster than others, right? You're just, I, a, you're what we call a slow learner. Yeah. That's what'd okay. you say? Yeah. That's a, there you go. You got a company. Plus, yes. I have, I gave you a homework assignment. Correct. You did. I asked you last week what Kaizen meant and you told me. You did. Oh, huh? Huh? Right. Yeah. So today I'm going to ask you again. Kaizen. Yes. So I actually summed it up in literally four words, but it's obviously more than that. I summed it up as change for the better with continuous improvement. Yes. So, um, Really what, I think it, it, really what I think it entails is, and, and I wrote down, because this was right on our, on, our, on our site here as part of this, but it said, it improves the efficiency, not only with the equipment, but with the procedures, when you're continuously trying to get better. 100%. You know, it, and, and I think that's what I took away from it all is, it's what we strive to do. Mm -hmm. It's when we talk about what, great, you can never be great unless you continue to improve. There is right? no best. There's only there is better. no best. Right. right. So when you, when you break it kind of down, it's continuous improvement. Yeah. How do we better ourselves? Right. Um, I think part of it that, that I threw in there and wrote down was it helps maximize the quality. Right. And then I helps, it, it helps eliminate waste by doing all of these things. Eliminate waste. Eliminates waste. <clears throat> wow. Wasteful time, wasteful procedures. Wasteful people? Could be. We might have to talk about that at some point. Interesting, right? So uh, yeah. sometimes to to take that challenge on as an organization is pretty tough. But I will give you Toyota's uh, Kaizen continuous improvement mm -hmm. creates a culture where employees throughout the organization are actively engaged with improving productivity. And I think the word "active" is the biggest word in the actively whole engaged, active. right? So yep. you think about it, that means all your employees are striving, pushing, driving to be better. That means everybody's, right. you know, it's like it's like finding Nemo, right? When they're trying to get the thing to go back down, everybody's swimming in the same direction. Just right. keep swimming, just keep swimming, right. kind of a deal. But think about this. Really put this in perspective as an organization. If you're out there, your organization, uh, just I want you to start thinking about this. That means your detail department. Uh, they pick, They have so much attention to detail that they want to make sure that every car that comes out of their department is exactly perfect. And then after they do that car, they try to make it better on the next car. And that's at the How detail level. How do we improve? Yep. Right? You think about your finance department <clears throat> doing whatever they take to get the customer in the perfect coverage situation. And then the next deal, they're trying to make it better moving forward. Mm -hmm. You think about... Um, you know, all these different departments, your service department, striving to make Collision. sure that they give every right. customer the, the best quality. And so your entire organization is going forward, which really kind of prevents you from becoming an average dealer. And I think that's the whole point of it is when we talk about actively improving, right? 
we've talked about the department stores. We've talked about these these different, uh, you know, I, I I don't even know Bed Bath Beyond, whatever one it was. People Bed, that Bath, didn't Beyond. succeed, right? Well, Bed, because Bath, they Beyond didn't move it. forward, right? And they missed it. And I think if you have a structure in place that is always continually continuously looking to get better, mm-hmm. looking to improve, not as the person on top, but as an organization. And then it filters down through the organization to the detail department, to the collision center, to the service center, to to the sales department. It can only make things better if everyone is on the same page. And you want me to really go deep on this? If you're not on the same page, what are you doing here? Well, I think it starts at the top when it comes to being on the same page and going in the same direction. And when I say at the top, I don't mean in Danny Wilson's office. I mean uh, the guy that's leading our detail department, the guy that, that's mm-hmm. leading our service department. Are these guys on the same page and do they want to get better? Because the truth of it is sometimes in your organization, you have people that are okay with being average. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and if you think about it, man, average is a common thing, right? You think about how many sales managers, how many of you sales managers out there sit down and you tell your salespeople, hey, you at least need to sell 10 because that's what the average sales guy sells. That's right. Right? Why would you tell your salespeople to be average, right? You're pushing people to be average. Right. I have this written on my desk and I'll share it with everybody. Only those who will risk going too far can possibly find out how far they can go. Mm. Mm. Right. It takes you, you know, you got to take those risks. You got to right. be able to push as a right. leader. You got to be able to think outside of the box and you got to always think about, man, how do we get better? Sometimes that makes organizations uncomfortable. Right. Right. It's, it's hard to dive into yourself because if, if you're a good organization, you feel like you're comfortable. Uh, you think about how many companies are like, dude, we, we do well. We, you know, the owner's making good money. Yeah. The, the sales manager are making good money. The right. salespeople are making good money. And what happens is you get a lot of contentment. You get a lot of salespeople that relax, right? They're okay with the money that they're making or they don't have that push to. And it's not about making more money. It's just a push to be better. Right. <clears throat> that allows your entire organization to flatline. And it's crazy how some people... The competitive nature is so far different than other people in well, the same organization. What drives you? Right. You know, as, as, as a what leader, motivation? The, the first thing I got to find out with every salesperson and everybody in the organization is, man, what drives that guy? Right. That guy that comes in here and he cleans up our dealership. Okay. That guy has a drive. What's driving that guy? Is it is it he's got kids at home? Is it uh, he wants to be better? Is mm-hmm. it he wants to go buy a comic book? As a leader, if I can't find out what his drive is and try to get his his box, which is here, to be here, mm-hmm. right? I tell you guys all the time, I want you to think so far outside your box that you're trying to figure out how to create right. a new box. That's right? right. That's what we're looking for. But That's I think right. in organizations, we get so content. I mean, think yeah. about, okay, think about the last time you had a really good month, right? Yeah. Really good month. Mm-hmm. What was your first five days like the first, the next month? Content. Right. Dude, I'm going to tell you this. And Danny Wilson's my witness. When we have big months, I am a hundred miles an hour that yep. very next day. Yep. It's like, man, I, because here's the way I feel about our organization. When we have a good month, I know for a fact that we're not clicking on all cylinders. Right. I know that somebody's somebody's not doing what they can do. Somebody's not giving me 100% or 100% of the time. So my automatic push the next day is, man, how do I get that guy that's giving me 75% to give me 100%? Yeah. How do I get that 50% guy to get to 75%? Right. Right. I'm going to make sure we're pushing. And when organizations stop pushing, when they become content and they're saying they're they're good is good enough, right. then, man, I'm telling you, you got problems. And, and you it, know what? It's It happens so fast. It starts snowballing, and before you know it, yeah, man, it's 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 going downhill. You brought it up with LeBron James and Kobe and all the people you talked about, Michael Jordans of the world. Of why, why are there a handful that are at the top? And it's because 
you've already said yeah. it. You can say it again. I well, mean, dude, I read it, a, court, a crazy story about Emmett Smith um, of the Dallas Cowboys. And I, I remember, you know, Josh is a huge Dallas Cowboy fan. But when I saw this uh, video, I remember uh, them. And I don't know if they missed the playoffs or if they won the playoffs. I don't remember how it really how it went uh, for Dallas. But they were saying the very next day, Emmett was in the gym working out. And he was saying, everybody that I just beat this year, they're already trying. You know, the guy that they're I eliminated two weeks ago, yep. he's two weeks ahead of me in trying to make sure he's ready for me next year. Right. How many guys in your organization have that kind of mentality? I mean, yeah. think about it. how many guys. If I, if I line everybody up in our yeah. store and I say, who yeah. has that kind of drive? Yeah. Man, how many guys would raise their hand? Yeah. No, how, how many guys are willing to say, dude, yeah, I had an okay month or yeah. I had a great month? Man, how do I go make that month <laughs> right. better? You right. think about Akio Toyota and the way that he pushes Toyota as a whole. It's like, dude, yeah, we're we're yeah, we're we're a cat's meow. Right. Right. There's a reason there's a reason that Toyota has elevated itself to where it's at. But what I really got out of doing the research was that it continues to grow and it continues to get better and it continues to push itself. Yeah. Right. And I don't say it, I mean we. Well, do organizations organization. do all organizations have the same drive? I mean, so so I would ask, I would I would question all your owners out there, mm -hmm. man. Look at your GM, because I'm gonna tell you right now, if the GM gets a cold, the rest of the guys get the flu, right? So Correct. wherever that leader, wherever that leader is, you gotta you gotta really take the time to say, okay, what kind of drive and what kind of push and what kind of dreams and ambitions does my leader have? And I'm gonna tell you right now, if that dude is okay with what he's making, he never has a conversation with the owner about making more money. Right. right. If I never have a conversation with Danny Wilson about making more money, Danny should probably get rid of me. Right. Right. Because right. I'm content and I'm good and I don't have. So when you guys don't come to me and you guys don't have good months to say, how do I make it better? Man, that's that's a worry for me. Right. I want people to want to be. And it's not greed. And that's where I think people miss. That's where that word Kaizen comes in and people miss it. It's not greed. It's just that continuous improvement. Right. right? <clears throat> and it has to almost come from within. Correct. Uh, I mean, well, if, it, I mean if, if, if it's not within, person to person, I'm going to tell you this right. it, organizations, if it's not from within, you better have someone at the top yeah. that has that kind of push. Right. You but, know what? And then yeah. you have to know as, 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 a, as a leader, I have to know how to push individuals because you can't just push everybody the same way. Right. Everybody right. learns different. Right. Does that make sense? Right. You, you know, I can say something to you a certain way and it'll drive you to be better. If I said that same thing to Brian Meehan, it, it may make him quit. Right. right, it's just a different. And right. as a leader, you gotta you gotta know how to coach different players. Right, and I think in, in organizations, you got so many sales managers that can't do that, or they don't feel like they have to do that. Maybe the GM isn't that way. Maybe the owner isn't that way. So you you kind of manage everybody the same way. Mm -hmm. You have to be if you want to be a great leader, you have to realize that people learn differently, mm -hmm. and people are driven by different things. Right, so 100 percent drive you different guys things. different. But the, what I'm telling you is that if in your organization, if you don't have a dog. Right, and I'm gonna say that if you don't have a dog, right, that's pushing every single day, right? I tell you guys every day, give me a hundred percent of you, a hundred percent of the time. Of the time. And if right. you can't do that, dude, stay home. That's right. I mean, I'm saying, I'll tell you, stay home, dude. If you can't be in this thing mentally, there's no way you can be here physically. And you're it's a waste only of time. hurting the customer when they walk in the door. Hundred percent. That's man, the person you're hurting. Man, how many so. times you've been somewhere and you can tell somebody didn't want to come to work today? <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, think, think about going to McDonald's. Man. You ever go to McDonald's? You're just like, hey, can I get a cheeseburger? You want cheese on it? I ordered a cheeseburger, bro. <laughs> I mean, why, why are you asking me if I want cheese on a cheeseburger? If I wanted a hamburger, I would ask for a hamburger, you right? You would think. So you go to all these organizations, and that's why organizations like Chick-fil-A yeah. are, are who they are, right? That's why, you know, so I read this book, Danny Wilson, 
uh, encouraged Danny Josh has a I. book called Danny Wilson? No, no, no. Oh. No, Danny Wilson encouraged Josh and I to read this book called um, uh, The House of the Mouse or something weird like that. The yeah. Mouse. I can't remember the title of it. It's basically a story about Disney, right? And the one thing that I got, I got tons of things out of that book, but the one thing that stuck out to me is there's a chapter in that book that he's talking about the worst thing you can do in his organization. This is Walt Disney. The worst thing you can do in his organization is say, it's not my job. That means that, that, that means the vice president's walking across the park and there's garbage. He walks past and says, I'm going to get the janitor to pick that up. Right. right. His big push was it's everybody's job. And when I read that book, I started thinking about Kaizen. And I'm like, dude, that's continuous improvement. That's right. everybody being on the same right. page. Everybody wanting to be great. You know, I always go home and I'm talking to, I got a buddy of mine. I won't say who he is. Uh, that is a GM of a store. And I always tell him, you know, we have conversations. I was like, man, I had to take the garbage out today. Our, our maintenance yeah. guy didn't yeah. come. Didn't and he he yeah. goes, you did what? I was like, I had to take garbage yeah. out. He's like, I'd never do that. I have somebody else do that. I was like, that's your problem. I I said, that, that's your problem. And I, you're too big that, for the garbage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you, you're too big. You for know, the garbage. part of that goes back to taking pride in where you work. Hundred percent. I mean, if you if you have to walk by something blowing across, you know, the pavement in between the cars and walk by it, I go back to what are you doing here? Yeah. Man, if you see a car with a flat tire and you go find somebody else to change that Come flat, on. you get a car, you salespeople, you get in a car, it's out of gas, and you go tell detail <laughs> that it's out of gas yeah. instead of going to gas that car. I mean, those are the kind of things when you think about Kaizen that you got to get your organization on the yeah, same page want it where everybody feels the same way. Right. And that's right. just one of those things, man. And we'll keep getting into Kaizen and how it is. And next week, I really want to talk about, uh, or, or next week, next podcast, I really want to get into Genshi Gumbutsu. Yeah. Um, because as a trainer, uh, as, as, a tr- as a trainer here, that's the big thing I've learned over the years. The more I tell someone something, the less they retain it. Mm. The first time I tell them to go find out for themselves, the first time I hit them yeah. with a Genshi Genbutsu, they have a tendency to let it stay in there. So we're going to talk about that in the next podcast. Cool. But I got to say it again without uh, without Shan. I really, really appreciate the ladies from the NOCC Very much coming so. in. Uh, Shana and Dina, thank you. And thank you for sharing your stories. Thank of you course. for sharing their story. And you know what? I got to say this. Uh, I got to say thanks uh, thanks to, to, to Josh Holtz and, and Riley Tilton for, for actually um, inviting the NOCC in. Uh, I think that was a good deal. It was a really good deal.